This is the Fresh Life Podcast. Where love becomes real. And stories become testimony. We are best friends who happened to get married almost 10 years ago. Plenty of mistakes, crazy choices, and strange things have taken place. But through it all, love continues to win. So join us on this journey. As we share with you stories about our lives as parents and partners in love. Welcome Welcome to to the the Fresh Life. Life. All right, y'all. So welcome back to the Fresh Life. Sitting here with um, the queen herself. Jazzy. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fresh Life. And why do I always have to sing a song? Because you desire to sing. There's a song. There's always a song in my spirit. Yeah, I mean, I think you should. Again, I I was told by somebody that you can learn how to sing, and that everybody can learn how to sing. Oh, I would love to learn how to sing. I think you know, if God had given me the gift of singing, I I would probably be uh, making songs like WAP. I wouldn't be saved. (laughs) And that that is why he is not giving you the gift to sing. I will be filling myself. I'm filling myself. I'm filling. I'm filling. I'm filling myself. That is why he he ain't giving it to you. (laughs) You ain't even. It's one thing to sing, to sing, and desire to sing for the Lord. You are going out of it like I don't even know how to sing, and I'm telling you, if you give it to me, I ain't singing for you. That ain't right. It ain't right. Yeah, he definitely coming your way for that gift. Um, but yeah, man, we're here. Uh, another good week. Um, we're actually heading, of course, into school is going back in session. So, um, yeah, man, for many of you, this means that the end of the year is uh, approaching the last four months. So I think it's, uh, you know, it was important for this podcast that we talk about, you know, ways in which we can maybe uh, get rid of some things that aren't serving us. And how can you know, what's the best ways we can do that? And so we're going to do this podcast as the five things you should stop doing like soon. I ain't going to say today because I think that's kind of like mean. No, let's stop doing it today. If you can, but, you know, just take this list, at least take these five things down. Yeah, for sure. Write them down Write them and down. try to apply them. I also want to start by saying make sure that you are registered. Um, if you're dating, uh, make sure you're registered for the Fresh Life dating class. There's still time to do that. You can visit the freshlifebrand.com. Also, um, you can, of course, visit uh, thefreshlifebrand.com to register for our marriage class. Both of them um, are doing so well and have just a really, just really, really good content and engagement. And these are classes where you're with a group of people and you're learning. So you're not here to just talk about your life and therapy, but it's a class, you know, you share. Any of you have been to college or even just high school, you know that, when you're in a classroom, the best learning environment is where everyone is engaged. So that's what this is about. Now, in the end, for anyone who wants to do any type of one-on-one relationship coaching, we also offer that as well. But anything you want is on the freshlifebrand.com. If you want to catch up on old episodes or whatever it might be. So let's jump into this. Um, the five things that you should stop doing today. I want to start with something that I talked about yesterday uh, on my IG. You can follow me again at Chris Marvell. And what I did was I was discussing the need to stop judging yourself. Now, what does that mean? Stop judging yourself essentially just means what it means. We often use the phrase of don't judge me. Mm-hmm. And so what I wanted to say was it's one thing to say don't judge me. But really what you're saying is I'm judging myself. And that somehow, some way, the position in which I'm filtering out this thought is not as stable as I want it to be. So let's say that 
um, you were thinking about, you know, changing jobs and you told your parents and then they were like, mm, I don't know about that. You know, and you're like, Mom, listen, don't judge me. Now, mind you, mom hasn't said anything. She just gave you a, mm, 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 I don't know, you know, and she just gave you a couple of those. And suddenly you felt as if her opinion about what you were doing was rocky. Mm-hmm. So you felt judged. The truth is, is that you have judged your own self before you talk to your mother. And you've probably decided that what you're looking to do isn't as sound as you want it to be. And you don't have enough confidence in that area. So anytime anyone approaches or gives you reproach about your idea, it feels as if they're judging you because they're causing you to think a negative thought about you. Right. So it brings up some insecurity. 100%. And I think that it is important that we don't start when we feel that way with how we're perceiving others' thoughts about us. It's, Mm, I don't feel that feels toxic. It feels like I swallow something bitter and I'm looking at you while you're talking and I'm feeling that you gave me that bitterness, mm-hmm. but the bitterness came from inside. It bubbled up inside, which was already there. Right. Cause you didn't say anything to me. Right. You didn't give me anything negative, but there must be something there that was already there. So let me examine me first. Exactly. And I think that's the key. So when we do feel like we are judging ourselves, which is a harsh thing to do, right? Because we are naturally going to have insecurities. We're naturally going to do things that might not line up with our morals and values. And so kind of like judging ourselves to a certain extent allows us to make different choices and changes, which is a good thing. But it becomes toxic when we are being so hard on ourselves um, and thinking negatively about ourselves continually. So I think it's really important to... um, make observations of why you're judging yourself Mm. and, and really debunk those thoughts. So like, why, why, why do I, you know, think that having this extra weight is ugly, right? Or, um, I'm not capable of doing something, you know? And it's like, okay, well, let me go back to why I think having this extra weight might be ugly. Is it because of what society thinks? Mm. Is it because of what my family has always portrayed? Do I come from a family who was always very weight focused and weight driven and Mm. talking about losing weight as well as my mom always on a diet. And those things have been kind of like passed down to me unconsciously. And so it's just about kind of like get at least get into the root of why you're making those judgments about yourself. And, you know, that might not solve it. So, like, for example, I do come from a family that was very weight conscious. So my mom um, talked about losing weight a lot. My dad constantly talked about working out and and losing weight or when they gained weight, it was like a big deal. Like, oh, I didn't gain so much weight. And it was always a negative thing. Mm. Well, naturally, hearing those type of comments, I grew up thinking that extra weight is unattractive or not a good thing. And so when I gain weight, I might think the same thing about myself. So, but at least knowing where those thoughts come from, at least knowing that it's also Mm. a societal standard that I'm trying to um, meet and match, at least it helps me to start to debunk what's important and what's real for me and how I'm going to see my own life. So I think it's good to investigate those thoughts that we have about ourselves when we are judging ourselves or when we do have insecurities, where's this insecurity coming from? Um, and just honoring that feeling and, um, 
And then that will start to give you the tools that you need to probably make some different choices. Knowing where they came from. I think that's really important. Oh. Okay. All right. I'm trying to figure out yeah. why is it important to know where they came from. I guess I because... It's good to be curious about it. Be curious about your insecurities because that's the only way you're going to heal from them. Right? Because the judgments are really insecurities that you have a, a, about yourself. It's a value or it's a, it's a belief that you have that you're not meeting. Right. And so I think it's good to be curious about that to figure out where it came from so that you can begin to debunk it. I mean, how can you heal from something that you're not even aware of? Right. So in a situation, like you said, like even with your dad, it's good to know that when you were a child, you may not have been able to decipher the person delivering the message. And now that you're older, you can see maybe more of their makeup where their, you know, belief system may be rooted in how they appreciate different things. Like you have a different viewpoint of where an opinion comes from. Right. So while that's important to, to know the source does it still change the investigation? I think so. I think knowing the source, um, because parental sources are really loud, right? I mean, those voices are extremely loud. loud. Exactly. So, of course, no wonder the judgment of myself is so harsh because it was coming from, you know, a parental figure. The first voice. Yeah, and not that, and it was also subconscious. Never was my dad like, Jasmine, you're fat, lose some weight, right? Mm. I mean, it was never like that. But just the comments that would be made around the house, like, oh, I shouldn't be eating this bread, or, you know, like, oh, I need to work out, or I didn't gain 10 pounds, like, ugh. And there's always the negative connotation towards it Mm. allowed me to find out, you know what I mean? I mean, it, 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 it... downloaded into me that okay weight is not good being overweight is a bad thing and so when i'm now as an adult or as i'm getting older and it's easier to put on weight it's it's not accepted and plus it's it's in society too i mean the images of beauty and women um are mostly thin and we all try to really work really hard to be that like micro invalidation in your own like in your own circle yeah, that's deep. Say more about that. So, you know, whenever, you know, oh, this is such a rabbit hole. We need to stay on topic. Okay, let's stay on topic. Yeah. So but stop judging yourself. I'll talk about micro-invalidation and, and Stop judging yourself. So. It's not going to be an easy thing to do. No. But at least just be, be mindful. Aware. Yeah. And start to yeah. ask yourself the tough questions of where is this judgment coming from? Yeah, own the space of it ain't just, it ain't them. It could be me. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. it's my own journey of insecurities and healing that needs to take place in order for me to stop judging myself. Yeah. Unle- but judgments, in a way, can be good. Like, I don't want to act like they can't. They can be good in the sense that they help you to make better choices. So when you realize, like, oh, like, I need to I need to chill. Like, I'm making a poor choice or I'm going backwards here. Then that's good. But they become bad when they're toxic and not debunked. That's good. Okay. Yeah, they That's become good. toxic when they're when you constantly are thinking about them and they're not debunked. Right, you're not working through and processing the actual thought of it. Or changing or making or the change. changes. Oh, we can. That's a whole other thing. All I don't right. know if you got to make changes based on people's recommendations. No, no, no. Your own judgment. Your own judgment. Your okay, own yeah, yeah, yeah. Judgment. So, okay, I got you. Sitting. Okay, got you. I thought this topic was stop judging yourself. It is. Okay, good. But but what I'm saying is to stop judging yourself in a sense of investigate it. And, and rid of the thought, like do something with it. So basically what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number two is to stop 
believing that you must be loved by everyone at all times. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Anything there that you want to touch on? I mean, just off the top of my head is that people are not going to agree with you and you have to keep it pushing. And I know this because I'm actually in the arena. So once you step out into the arena and you expose yourself to people and to um, criticism and judgment, you will quickly find out that not everybody loves you. And that is okay. And that everybody has an opinion. And some people's opinions will be great. And some people's opinions will hurt your feelings. But just know that opinion is an opinion and just to keep it moving. Um, so a real life example of this is when I did overcome her. And mm. I talk about this all the time. Um, at Overcome Her, I, I pass out post-survey events, oh, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I get all this feedback, right? Yeah. And now, the you, event was just dope. The event is dope, right? Yeah. The event is a good event, but you get all this feedback. You get all these opinions, and they are so raging, and they're so opposite. So some people would um, just... So, for, for example, so I get all this feedback, these surveys that I get back immediately, and 98% of them, I kid you not, is this event was beautiful, this event was excellent, loved everything about it, you know, like, would you want to change anything? I get a lot of NAs, like, you know, and so it's like, okay, and then you have those other 2% that is like, it was too much this, I want to see more of this, it, you know, I didn't like this, and it's like, okay, and or, or you get people that's like, oh my goodness, that event was filled with so much power, it was so great, and then you get people like, well, what, where, was there any power in there? Like, you know, mm. like, what, what did y'all was God even in the midst? Like, you know, mm. it's like little stuff like that. And so it's like, wow, like you can get just so many different opinions. Like people are just like, oh my goodness, like I had so many breakthroughs. And then the one lady was like, it was like so close. You could feel the breakthrough was coming, but it was just like, it was almost there. And then you get other people that's like, oh my goodness, I had so many breakthroughs. So it was like so 30 opinions that were cool. And then one, and you focus on the one. You focus on the one for sure. But more importantly, I think I want to just say is that everybody's going to have an opinion mm -hmm. and it's not really important what their opinions are. And so, no, you don't have to be loved by everybody because it's impossible, especially when you, when you put yourself out there right into the arena of life and love and relationships or whatever. Like I had a hundred women in that room. I'm in the arena. I put together a, a agenda, a schedule. Do you think I can possibly please a hundred people? Like, no, it's impossible. No, my yeah. desire is to. Yeah. And then when you get the feedback, it's like almost like hurtful. Like, oh my goodness, 2% of these people yeah. did not enjoy this or I didn't, I wasn't this or that for them. And it's like, you're not going to be loved by everybody. Yeah. And it's okay. You know who else does this good? Who? It's Rachel Hollis and Dave Hollis. Like in the sense mm -hmm. that, in the sense that mm -hmm. right now they're being really critiqued in the media for getting a divorce and they are kind of like the Fresh Life platform. It's as if Chris and I were getting a divorce, okay? It would be just like that, like just suddenly too. Like we're happy, happy, happy promoting all this marriage stuff and how great classes are. And they did, they did marriage conferences. They have a podcast together. And then all of a sudden they are now divorced. But those two have kept it moving. You're not going to, the world is not going to love you. There are so many critiques in, in their DMs, but there's also so much love in their DMs. And you just have to focus on your lane and your energy and keep it pushing because people are going to, people are not going to love everything that you do and they're not going to accept every choice that you make. And you just have to be confident like, okay, 
this is still my area and I'm going to choose to move forward. And that's even with us. Mm -hmm. Like we have had some serious issues in our marriage. Mm -hmm. We have considered separating. There's been times that we haven't even lived together for days and we still are pushing this marriage agenda. And there are people that could criticize that, but we feel like, no, it's because of that, that we are able to even stand here and talk about marriage is because of the valleys and the things that we had to overcome. Mm -hmm. So I'm just trying to say that people are not going to always agree with you and they're not going to always love you, but you will find your niche and your audience of people who do. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's even remotely possible to believe that somebody could love everything. You don't love everything about you. True. No, that's real. <laughs> Come Me, on. The person that you live with don't love like everything, everything about, about you. you. So uh-uh. for a stranger to love something, everything about you is implausible. Agreed. I mean, I don't even have much to add on to that. I just think that it's just you have to have a, a reality to what you expect because when your expectations are off, then everything is thrown off. Number three, stop believing you must be successful at everything. So I think this is more so just a humility situation. You know, I, I don't think I think a person that goes into believing that everything they touch is going to be gold is very arrogant. Um, and in the end, you have to also just realize I can try things and it don't go perfect. I can try things and I'm no longer interested. I can try things and I fail. Like the, the way that I'm able to actually find something that works is because I wasn't successful at something else. Yes. Like that's why like most people find it extremely frustrating when companies say you need five years of experience you know to come into this job and it's an entry-level position how can a person believe that i'm going to be able to show success if i don't if you don't give me a chance at success like i would have to have somewhere to fail so if that place is here and you say listen we're looking for you know people who don't have experience in this area but they're looking to try their best like that's a safe space in life, but we hold our friendships and our partners to a to sometimes and ourselves to a degree of. If you're not succeeding at what you're doing, then why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And that's how companies are. That's how I mean everything can be trials. I'm just trying. I'm 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 working through it, mm-hmm. and I'm learning from it because mm-hmm. that's all this is. Like mm-hmm. it's a journey. I'm trying my best to learn through this. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. No, I don't have anything else to really add to that. And even when it comes to your niche, you do. Oh, even when it comes to your niche, like, or things that you really desire to do, I think a lot of us get stuck because we don't feel like we know all the answers and movement is truly what creates clarity. Mm. I've learned that even with this podcast, like the things that we've learned along the way, like we might have like these mics and arms set up now and like all this equipment but this bad boy started on an iphone being recorded and on a little mic like you know what i mean the things that you we didn't have all the answers but movement creates the clarity Mm -hmm. and so i think you know you don't have to be successful at everything or have all the knowledge base to go forth and i just i think you have to to release the the belief that if it's not going to be successful i shouldn't do it Mm -hmm. like yeah it could be an it could be a chance that you're not going to be successful like people like I, you know, should I go back to school? I have a lot going on. 
I'm not I might not finish. Okay, like you might not you might not finish. Yes. But you also might not finish if you don't start. You won't. You won't finish. <laughs> yeah. You won't finish at all. Exactly. You won't go anywhere. Exactly. So you don't know what pathways are gonna be created because of your energy. Like your energy can create a path when you start. You know what I mean? Like when if the candle that's on this table right now is flickering and that's like a goal. So that's like, look at the candle that's flickering as a goal and it's just flickering and flickering. It has no interruption whatsoever until we put energy uh, ahead of it. So once I blow on it, things change. So when I start blowing on the dream, I start blowing on the vision by movement, by actually moving forward, I will find out how much it actually then takes to blow the candle out. Come on and preach, because if you really had a fire and you blow in that bad boy, it only makes it bigger. It don't. Oxygen. It only makes it bigger. It only makes it bigger. So just let's go. And I think that's really challenging for myself because even like in this virtual world we're in, I'm trying to even figure out, okay, how do I do the next overcome her? And it's honestly just the lack of not knowing of how to do it and how to do it successfully. But honestly, if I just make up my mind, the movement will create the clarification. A hundred percent. So let's do a virtual overcome her. Then just say it. I'm going to do a virtual overcome her. There it is. Okay. Because when you put it out into the world, the world is the world. People are searching for your ideas. Yeah. And they want them. And so they don't want the perfect. They don't understand what perfect is. They don't even know how in your mind something was supposed to be. They just know what they got. Mm-hmm. And they and people take no one gets a hundred percent out of your vision. Mm-hmm. So your event that you have, they can come and your vision could have been for them to feel this way and they may only get twenty five percent of the intended feeling or the intended program. But that was their twenty five percent that made them feel a hundred percent. Correct. So you are trying to strive for them to do to get all of this. Pro- they just need what they need. That's good. Number four, I'm turn off notifications that don't benefit your safety or finances. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think your phone. I think you just got to change how your how how you control your energy. You know, like in the end of the day, like you, your phone can be like a drainer, man. Like you're looking for for affirmation, like. The less your phone goes off, the less you feel like somebody is paying attention to you. Correct. And so you have to, like, I think stopping turning, stopping those notifications to coming on your phone. Aside from my family calling me or an emergency or needing to check something that brings me business is really I'm being notified for pleasure and ego all day long. That's good. I don't have really anything to add to that. Um, I just, I, I just think that distraction. I think too. that's an unsafe space to be in, like mentally, because now you're confusing what good attention is. Mm-hmm. You know, like good attention is my business and my family. Like those are the two things that build me. Anything outside of that that's that's clamoring for my attention is a distraction. So if I get you and I get used to the aspect of something's going off and I can't. Uh, separate what attention this is then I just I just become numb to it like I don't know what to pay attention to so I don't know when to be alert and on high alert for the energy that I need to commit to something I look at my phone I need to look at my phone when it ring like that's urgent like that's something not every time my phone rings it could be uh something from Instagram 
and or something from you know LinkedIn or an email that's a junk mail. Like, no, I need to know like my settings are set for me to be attended with my attention on intentional things. Yes, I totally agree. Um, and just that type of constant likes, like I oh, somebody liked my picture, oh I got a DM or um I got a comment. Yeah, it just is not that attention that we really need to thrive on. And it creates a false sense of affirmation yeah. because it's really empty. It frazzles you mm-hmm. after a while. Mm-hmm. Like keep refreshing your page and all the behaviors that have come out of that. You know what I mean? Like you will post something and you're looking for instant gratification, instant gratif- gratification of my thoughts. You know, I wrote these thoughts. How many people liked it real fast? Yeah. You know, and yeah. it's like. How many people responded to it? How many people commented? How many people said, "Ooh, that is good." But what's crazy you know? is like there are there are probably ten times the amount of people who see it that will never say anything. That's so true. So then, like, what do you do with that? What do you do with those numbers? Like, what do you do with the idea of, you know, fifty people liked your post, and you look at the numbers and a thousand people seen your post. Right. You know, uh, three hundred people liked your post. But then 5,000 people engaged it. Right. You see the reach on that post, but yeah. it don't hardly match. You know how many people liked it or commented on it. So you're chasing something that's not real. Like you're looking at a, a number when something is much bigger. Your impact is bigger than what is being shown, basically, is what I'm saying. Number four, I mean, five, five. last one stop numbing out. So this one is just basically. You know, I think so easy just even thinking about social media and things like that. When we are in our fields and feeling things and things aren't pleasant or we're experiencing this uh, maybe a sense of emptiness or whatever it may be, whatever the feeling is that we don't want to feel, right? Anxiety, depression, emptiness, anger, triggers, anything like that. It's so easy just to numb out. It's so easy to pick up your phone and scroll. It's so easy to grab a glass of wine. It's so easy to um, shop online, to watch Netflix, to um, get busy, right? Find things to do and just that that's always praise. Like, oh, I'm just so busy. Mm. But it's also keeping me from being able to feel. So I think it's just really important to not numb out. I mean, and we're wired to numb out. I think our brains just, you know, they're wired to 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 help you not feel pain like i'm gonna do whatever i need to do as a brain to make sure this body doesn't feel pain and um and that's why you know addictions are so common and things like that and so numbing out is just literally um a tool that we've used along the way to not be in pain and not to feel but it also doesn't allow us to heal it doesn't allow us to have those tough conversations it doesn't allow us to um to make the necessary changes that we need to make in our lives. So I think it's really important to feel the feels, to be curious about the feels, same mm-hmm. thing with the judgment, to um, to ask ourselves, you know, what, what are we feeling, how are we feeling, and to accept that it might be a confusing time. Like, you might not have the answers, and I think that's another reason why we just want to numb out because I don't know how to fix this. I don't have the answers to fixing this. But just accepting that, okay, this might be a time of insecurity. It might be a time that I don't have the answer, but I'm just going to still feel it and sit in it and acknowledge that your feelings are worthy and that they are okay. And so I think it's just even if you just take time to say, okay, I'm going to feel 
for 10 minutes. I'm going to journal. I'm going to feel it, you know, but I'm not going to just constantly numb out to this pain or try to, you know, not feel it. And I think that's just, that would be very beneficial. So I have nothing to add, but I will say that um, this is episode 54 and, you know, we're still talking about self-love here. I mean, that's basically what the show has been about from the beginning. And this is a form of self-love is, you know, being able to put a pause to something that's not working. So um, I do thank, you know, you all for continuing to listen. Uh, make sure you're sharing that you're, again, visiting uh, thefreshlifebrand.com. And, yeah, man, just uh, look out for Overcome Her, the virtual um, experience, experience. Uh, put pressure on her for that. Jump in her DMs, tell her how much you need it, how much you want it. And uh, make sure that, you know, you all are holding her accountable to it um, because it's, it's needed. So you're going to follow her at Mrs. Jasmine Marie. That's uh, M-R-S-J-A-Z-M-I-N-E Marie um, on IG. And yeah, man, just make sure again that you stay tuned to the freshlightbrand.com and that you're registering for all that we have to offer and if we want to go a little bit further of course you can do our one-on-one sessions or our dating classes or our marriage classes so thank you again for tuning in uh, this is the fresh life podcast bye-bye <laughs>